0: Welcome to Tax Bites for Expats, the top tax tips you want to know as an expat. The podcast is here to help answer the common queries and concerns expats have when moving to or from Ireland. Complex taxes explained simply. We'll focus on the Irish and international tax issues to be aware of to ensure you save time, money and stress. Hi, my name is Stephanie Wickham from expattaxes.ie. You're listening to the Tax Bites for Expats podcast, the show that explains the do's and don'ts of income taxes for people who are moving to or from Ireland. Morning, everyone. Thanks for joining us today. It's another lovely day in um, Southeast Ireland. So um, we're inside recording a podcast, but um, I'm delighted that we have Alex Wilson joining us today. Uh, Alex Wilson runs the Irish business of Currencies Direct. And before I introduce Alex um, properly, just a bit about Currencies Direct. Um, Established... In since nineteen ninety six, they're a foreign exchange broker, or also called an international payment specialist. And I am going to get Alex to explain what that means to us. But a bit about Alex too: he's worked in foreign exchange for twelve years. He's based in Dublin, where he's lived for the last six years, and he's very well placed to tell us a little bit about foreign exchange and the dos and don'ts if you are moving to or potentially from Ireland. Thanks so much for joining us, Alex. It's really nice to have you on this episode. Thanks, Stephanie.
1: It's uh, yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. Maybe not inside, because similarly to you, I suppose, in Dublin, it's very sunny today. Uh, but yeah, uh, all the same. So I suppose in terms of currencies directs, if, if, if we talk about what we do in layman's terms, basically, if you need to move one currency into another, um, we are there to help. I mean, people like over the years will always use um, the bank. Um, I mean, it's great to see there are players such as companies, people be aware of like Revolut. So the market's starting to change a lot and people are realising that there are other solutions outside of the bank. And obviously there are huge sums to be saved. Mm.
0: I I suppose that's that's a new thing, isn't it? Like historically, I suppose if people were moving to Ireland or to any country, they would have dealt directly with their... Their existing bank, I would imagine, to move currency, and there's just been such a change in that market in recent years.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. Because I think if you if you look at it and and how the world's developed as well, most people only know about foreign exchange. um, Let's say when you're going on holiday, and let's say you're just converting uh, a bit of cash. Obviously, now as the world's getting smaller, I mean, even the fact that uh, I'm in Ireland, I mean, lots of different people obviously are moving all across the world, so foreign exchange is becoming more of a, a, a talking point. And I mean, like if you look at many different industries because of technology, um, new players are coming to the market and really kind of um, upgrading the service levels and, and and as well, saving people lots of money.
0: I think as well, there's a shift, isn't there, in terms of you know that trust piece? Um, I, it's just funny when you mentioned there, you know, people moving. I remember Not not too well, uh, but I do remember the days of traveller's checks. Do you remember when you used to go on holiday? And I remember my mum would go to the bank or to the travel agent and she'd come back with these traveller's checks. And this was a safe way to bring money with you on holiday. Um, This must predate Euro, obviously, because we'd be going to somewhere like Spain, maybe. Um, But... There was an element, I suppose, of trust or there was something physically in your hand. And um, I see, and I'm sure you see it a lot more. Um, people now, they are, there's a lot more confidence in these online platforms, you know, moving with the times people are confident to kind of consider this as an idea, aren't they? That they, they would save money and, and, and stay away from their high street bank potentially.
1: Yeah, I think hundred percent. I mean, that's that's a key issue in terms of security. Again, you're talking about people's money, and you know have worked really, really hard to to get that money. So, and also, if you talk, our uh, like I said, our company's been going since 1996, but not just our industry. Lots of different industries. They weren't very regulated. There were companies going uh, bust and taking people's money, and as I said that's not just foreign exchange. That's everywhere. So. Of, of, of course, it's all great in saying you're going to make a bit of the same if you're going to lose your money. But again, um, in the last decade, industry is a lot more heavily regulated. So as long as you do your research um, on a company, you should you should be safe. So, yeah, I think I think security was one of the um, big reasons why people didn't make the jump to use a, a non-bank
0: provider. Mm. So tell us about the services that Currency Direct offer. Um, Alex, because um, obviously you're very well placed to understand what what you guys do and I suppose who, who it's suitable for and why they would want to use the service.
1: OK, so I suppose firstly, what, why would someone use a company like ours or, or a broker? So the first thing would be a much better rate than the bank. So typically, let's say 1% to 3%. So if we go back to the example I was mentioning earlier about holiday cash, usually they try and talk about no commission, no fees, no charges. Now that's that's, that's all well, but for small amounts, that does make a difference. But if you're moving a large amount, let's say you're moving over 100,000 sterling or $100,000, the most important thing is the exchange rate and, and people don't realise. So... Again, if you're moving $100,000 and we can save you 3% compared to your American bank, that's 3,000 that you, that's another 3,000 euro that could be in your pocket um, for a very simple uh, procedure. So, yeah, that's that's the first thing um, is, is a much better rate. So, The the second thing, I think, um, and this is where we're well-placed, and as I said, I mentioned Revolut earlier. Again, Revolut offer good rates, but the one thing that people overlook is timing. I mean, if you look in the services that you offer, Stephanie and Peoples, um, in terms of advice on tax, I'm sure you'll agree that it's always best to speak to you um, early and get things in place, or often I think people could move to Ireland and and then they're in a position where they can't go back. So timing is very, very important. Obviously, if someone speaks to, to us today, they'll get a very good rate. But um, if they come to us three months before, they've got a lot more time to play with. So just kind of expanding on that, every client will get um, their own trader or their own currency expert. And again, you can speak to someone that... I said there are other companies like Revolut or other people, and you can't talk to people. And I think when when making a big decision um, to do with your finances, I don't know about other people, but personally, I do. I like to I like to speak to someone and know that there's someone on the other side of the line. So um, definitely, yeah.
0: And looking at a FAQ on a website to have somebody answer a question directly that you've raised it's invaluable I think definitely
1: yeah so so what the trade is there is is I suppose to help with with the timing so I suppose one of the the first things is that we can fix the rate um, for up to a year which is called a, a forward contract so let's say you wanted to fix a hundred thousand you could do that for up to a year and pay us ten thousand so let's say if someone's selling a property abroad and they don't have the full amount of funds but they like the rates now they can actually secure that rate but they only have to to pay a small deposit so look obviously if the rate appreciates then um, they can't gain on that but the most important thing I think there is if the rate drops people often think that the rate now there's a a solid floor beneath that but as we know not just for foreign exchange with stocks anything um, the rate today, oh, sorry, the the figure today could dramatically um, drop tomorrow. So that that's one product that that, that we can offer. Um, a second thing that we can offer is we can target a rate for a client. So if there's a certain rate that they want in the future, uh, we can put an order and either hit that when it reaches that rate, or um, we can ring them and say, right, it's hit that rate. Would you like to go ahead with that? Because Something that I've come across the years, a lot of people and fair play to them, they're watching the rate. um, And my question is, are you watching it 24 7? Mm. Uh, And the answer is no. Like when you're going to Dunn's to buy your bread or whatever, are you watching the rate? And then, if it does hit the rate, by the time you reach the bank, it could move. so you don't only need to watch the rate, but you need to be able to act, act on that yeah. very, very quickly.
0: Mm. What's really interesting about that is it's this all sounds quite accessible. like to me, that some of what you're describing from a finance perspective sounds like things that would go on in finance houses and you know you have visions of people on kind of trading floors able to do this. This is really giving people who, you know, have access to a phone, the ability to optimize their foreign exchange. Like that's the way you're describing it. It's very accessible, isn't it, for somebody?
1: Yeah, 100%. I mean, a lot of the products that we offer would have usually been um, available to companies, whereas we're offering them to, you know, to to, to, to anyone really. So, yeah, 100%. And even to register with ourselves it's literally just a passport Um, a few details it's not like you've got open a big account there's no cost and then you've access to an expert I mean why wouldn't you I mean as I said we just focus on foreign exchange whereas the banks they offer many different products and again it's like if you're going for an operation would you like a specialist or or a generalist so and again people money is a a very very important thing so um, yeah, yes certainly so that's another thing we can and then also as well let's say someone comes to us and they don't need, they've got a bit of time on their hands. They have three to four months. We can kind of keep them up to date on say what announcement or what news is being released that could have a positive or a negative impact uh, on their currency. And people should be looking really asking the trader what's been happening with the rates over the last six months. Like what's what's the the future for, I don't know, let's say sterling Europe for the next six months because Ideally, if you're moving a huge sum of money or if, let's say, you're buying a house, let's say, um, in Wexford um, from dollars or sterling, the price is changing all the time. Mm -hmm. So if the market moves 5%, can you afford that? Yeah,
0: exactly. And
1: again, people often overlook
0: that. Um, So I have a couple of questions and I I don't want to put you on the spot too much. Um, If somebody is using your services and also applying for a mortgage... How does that work? So what I mean by that is if somebody's coming to Ireland with a plan to draw a mortgage, do you find the banks would accept a forward contract in terms of if, for example, let's say they're moving a, a deposit to Ireland and they've locked in a rate at X amount, will the banks accept that in terms of the remainder that would be mortgaged? Or is that something that you see? Or is that maybe behind the scenes because the client deals directly with the bank in terms of raising the rest of the finance?
1: No, like, unfortunately, not like they would. The banks and um, would usually need to see money in their in their account, right. Because again, although it's a legally binding contract with um, currencies direct, what if people didn't pay? Well, I mean, that rarely happens. But no, typically, when people are getting a mortgage from outside of islands, and just I suppose uh, um, in terms of mortgages and your audience, are expats, the two real providers that you want to look at, uh, a haven Mm -hmm. with AIB. So they they have uh, an option. And Then also EBS are very, very good um, in terms of dealing with um, expats. But yeah, usually they would need to have some, they would need to see a deposit in an account.
0: I think the other thing that kind of comes to mind with some of what you described as well is, so quite a lot of our clients would potentially, well, a few things. Um, firstly, they would potentially be drawing income from overseas on a monthly or annual basis. So for example, they may have an entitlement to, for example, the US Social Security pension or a UK Social Security pension, or they may be drawing a lump sum from a foreign pension at some point in the future. I mean, my thinking is if with the cost of living crisis, with inflation running high and with potential, I suppose, just risk in the markets. Do you guys, what services do you offer to somebody who knows they're drawing an income over time on a regular basis? Is is that something that you guys can help them with in terms of locking a rate in or what does that look like?
1: Well, yeah, 100%. Let's say um, you're bringing, you, you're expected to receive $5,000 um every month for the for the next year what you can actually do is fix the rate for a year for that full sixty thousand. um so then yes you would know exactly how much you're going to to get each month so yeah we it's not just for the bigger amounts If, if you if you want to um know exactly how much you're going to get each month for a period of time you can do that as well and then we do have um an online platform of currencies uh, with multiple currency wallets. So you could even get those dollars paid directly into your currency's direct wallet, and then you can convert them into Euro um, like automatically, or if you wanted them to accrue in your wallet until the rates in a better place and convert it, you could do that as well. So yeah, hundred um, percent. That's something to talk about. But again, we we're, we're, we're very flexible. If someone comes to us, With a situation we will look within our services and what's possible how we can help them
0: which is so helpful because i suppose from our clients we've got so many different types of scenarios and there needs to be an element of flexibility just because of the the breadth of scenarios that we find our clients can sometimes find themselves in okay so if somebody you know wants to go down the route of i suppose availing of the services you you kind of alluded to it what does it look like because i suppose if it was me and let's say I'm coming back from Australia. I have money in my Australian bank account. The money needs to get to Ireland. Tell me what that looks like.
1: Sure. So just, I suppose, just to go the registration process, um, I mean, we can either take your details over the phone or there's just a short registration process where you need to put in your date of birth and address. And then there's, um, you just need a proof of ID, typically a passport. So that that's the scenario there. But let's say... And and, and then you'll put in touch with your trade and it'll typically be the same trader all the time unless obviously they're on holiday. So if someone wanted to uh, do a transaction today from Australian dollars to euro, they would speak to the trader. The trader would give them a a live rate um, in terms of Australian dollars into euro and they would let them know exactly how many euros they're going to get. And again, we don't charge any fees or... Or any other commissions? So, if we say you're going to receive X amount of euro, that is how much um, you receive. Um, it's then ag- agreed over a recorded line. We will then send you a contract note um, confirming what we've just spoken about, and then we will give you give the clients our Australian dollar accounts. They will then make a simple bank transfer um, to that account, uh, and when you register, you have your own client. Uh, reference number so you just put that as a reference number um, and then make a transfer so we will then transfer money straight away to an Irish bank account if you provide us with um, your account details in Ireland or if you don't want to um, uh, transfer it to an account in Ireland you can leave it in your euro wallet in currencies direct until you want to or if you wanted to transfer half of it you can or whatever you want to do so uh, the whole process I mean typically again i would say an advantage it's very very quick i mean usually max from australia to ireland we're talking 48 hours um it can often be quicker so it's people do think using the brokers it's laborious or there's more work but it really isn't as i said it takes seconds to open it you can agree the rate in seconds and then it's just a normal bank transfer that you would have done otherwise and then you are alerted every step of the way um By email or by text and we have an app just saying if we've received your funds are they on the way and again outside of that if you want to speak to someone if you have any worries or concerns we we can answer
0: okay well yeah so it's it's quick um it sounds like contractually as well it's robust um yeah, I mean, I, and these are the questions that people can ask directly, I think, isn't it, as well? You know, I would often say to people, and you've alluded to it, that, you know, it's about doing your research and your due diligence. Having somebody on the, on the end of the phone to have a conversation with um, is invaluable in that regard, and especially when large amounts of money are involved. Um, okay, that's really interesting. So, I suppose in terms of the services, it sounds like, you know, you guys cover from start to end. What are the issues that you know you would like the people listening to this episode to kind of be aware of when they're moving currency to and from ireland
1: well i suppose that there are issues uh, let's let's just talk about moving money um to or from so um i'm sure like yourself obviously we deal with a lot of clients moving dollars um obviously from, from america so again not uh, what i would say is that Unfortunately, what I find is the American banks are a bit behind um, the rest of the world. Um, I mean, I even have some Irish clients who are using credit unions. So often the problem can be is that they leave the U.S. and then they want to go and transfer dollars, but they're being asked to be they have to be in person or maybe there was a form that they didn't fill out um, or there's um, a limit Of the amount of funds, so let's say I've had people in situations where they've needed three hundred thousand in a week, and then they can only transfer twenty thousand a day. So they they're going to not be able to complete on the property. So they've actually had to fly back. You imagine all the stress and the cost there. So again, with that situation, um, I'd either say to clients to make sure go and check with your bank that you have things set up, or. Um, obviously, like transfer your dollars to a currency's direct wallet, and then there aren't any restrictions or anything, and then you can move it uh, into euro as, as you wish. And also, I suppose, conversely, on the other side, when people are moving funds out, you can often have that with the Irish banks when they want you to be in person um, to be able to send a large amount of funds. Or we've been doing a lot of work in the legal world in Ireland let's say if someone's selling a property um, in Ireland or there's a probate, usually they'll rely on the solicitor to transfer the money through the bank. So you're not dealing directly with the bank, so you'll get a very poor rate and you'll have to receive the rate on the day. Whereas again, if you get the solicitor to transfer to currencies direct, you will have control over the rate and if you want to leave it. So typically again, it's just it's the restrictions the bank have and people don't often look at them. And again, it's, and then when they have moved, it's too late. So make sure you know exactly what the restrictions are before you leave the country. And and again, to, to, to get around that problem, just transfer it to someone like ourselves or a broker who, who has got a wallet where there aren't restrictions.
0: Yeah, of course. I mean, look, one of the questions that I, I think I would ask personally um. If it was me using the service, is how safe is my money when it sits in that wallet?
1: Yeah, um, 100%. And I think that's an important question because the one thing I would say is that you should shop. But look, company, Currencies Direct have been around since 1996. We're regulated all over the world. I mean, funds are in segregated uh, client accounts. So let's say if Currencies Direct was to go bust and the client would be uh, refunded the full amount of funds, because often you'll see. Banks or other financial companies falling under the financial compensation scheme around Europe, where I think it's typically a 100,000 euro or 150,000 for a joint account. But again, if you're moving more money than that, um, then it's that's not really going to suffice. So let's say with currencies directs, if, if we were to, 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 to go bust and you, you shouldn't, fit, like I said, we're, we're a huge company, 600 staff worldwide. I mean, it can happen to any company, but if it was to happen to a company because of the type of accounts, um, the, the type the, the type of bank account that the funds are in, um, the clients would receive their, their monies back. And I mean, there are other things like uh, insurance and all other things. And what I would say, I mean, this question would have come up more when I f- first started doing business line 10 years ago, but... I, I don't ever want a client using us thinking, oh, God, in the middle of night, they could lose funds. So if they want very, very specific answers from um, our compliance team or anything, we're, we're an open book. But also, don't just take my word for it or another currency. Go and do your homework. I mean, there are lots of currency brokers here, there, everywhere, because obviously there's – there's much there is money to be made you're moving people's money it's not like currencies direct um or a charity but the companies opening here there and they've got 10 15 people been around for a few years and you're just judging them on their website so go and look them up on registers check things out mm. and also as well typically uh yeah see the kind of people they're working with etc cetera, etc cetera. so um yes yeah, so always check and you should do that with everything i mean whether you're dealing with investment everything it's just do your own due diligence
0: It's and you know what it's funny you, we've had lots of chats with different types of you know professionals uh, since we released this podcast and it comes up time and time again the same idea of be prepared, do your research and you know don't assume that your situation is identical to your friend or to the person at the pub who told you it was x y and z and yeah i i, I that's really reassuring what you said because i i i would probably fall into the cohort of people who um you know remember the, the crash and you know um, Remember scenarios where, I suppose from an Irish perspective, even our even our state banks were on were on their knees. So it sounds like what you have there is a very robust system and also an open door if people have questions or concerns. And um, that's reassuring. Um, you know that you kind of are very willing and keen to to put their mind at rest. And um, that's brilliant. I mean, ultimately, you you really highlighted there the issues that people need to be aware of Uh, one of the other things i wanted to ask you about was you know when someone's coming here setting up a bank account because obviously you know let's say they've used currencies direct or however they've potentially moved the money to ireland you know generally people like to have access to a bank account in ireland where they can you know use an irish card to pay for their shopping Um, we hear that sometimes opening a bank account is difficult, but you'll know more about it. Tell us what your experience is when you speak to clients.
1: Yeah. So obviously we are a currency provider, um, so I'm not like an expert, but again, we deal with people internationally all the time. So, you know, whether they want to get asked questions about banking, they want to get recommended to a solicitor auctioneer removal company. I mean, we come across these things all the time and obviously this is something that I would have encountered when I come through Ireland. So I suppose typically, yeah, I mean, I think some of the banks do offer kind of expat or um, banking or the idea that um, you can open a bank account when you're not present in them, but typically that's very laborious and, and difficult. Um, I mean, the only shame in, in, in the Irish marketplace is in terms of the competition, it's, it's, it's really reduced. As you know, obviously, look, I would have used KBC for my mortgage fantastic customer service and um, technology they've left the market Ulster have left so really you're only looking at AI so AIB Bank of Ireland and um, permanent TSB so out of those three I would look at AIB or Bank of Ireland they've got the biggest um, the biggest branches or network of branches I'd say even before you look at Bank of Ireland or AIB go on their website and see where you're where you've got a branch closest to you because, as we know, there are some rural parts of Ireland and it, it could be quite a big journey. And if you if you need to suddenly do something, obviously, that, that's important. So, um, yes, yeah, so it, unfortunately, it is, it is quite difficult. It's a kind of a chicken and egg situation. You need a proof of address. So I guess if you're coming over, like I remember when I came here, I was, I was renting, so I had to wait till I had a utility bill. So you, you, you often need that. Um, so, yeah, or if you're staying with a friend um, and you and you can provide address, the banks are sometimes willing willing to do that. Um, but, yeah, it, it can be a bit difficult for the first few weeks. Uh, again, uh, just to plug, but if you do need a go between before you have a bank account, um, again, you can use the wallets with Currencies Direct and then we've got a card on the MasterCard network that you, that you can pay out. I, I personally, look, I mean, over the banks, I I use AIB. I, I've got Credit Carb, with Bank of Ireland. AIB's technology, I would think, would be um, a, a lot better, in my opinion. And generally, their staffing levels are better. But that's just my opinion. But, yeah, no, no real tips or tricks. But, yeah you're going to need a proof of address um, before you can open
0: it yeah and it's just one of those other things that people it's it's useful for them to be aware of um we had a tsb account when we came back i found it slightly easier to use the online banking app on my phone with the tsb than i do i find the aib one not necessarily as user friendly but um yeah pros and cons for both um they're I mean, it's kind of there's so many branches closing now for all the the banks that I think you know the functionality and the ability to use it easily on your phone is just it's key because we do so much, don't we, transfers and things like that, um on on our phones and our computers rather than in person at a branch. And um, Alex, yeah, this is all really useful because I think you know the the key point you're raising is don't leave money on the table. You know, that's that would be the key takeaway that I would take for, for people is, you know, you, you have a lot going on, big amounts of money, uh, sometimes life changing amounts of money. In other words, you know, money that's been hard, hard got and easily spent, you know, for example, buying a house in Ireland in, in, in a market that's, you know, quite hot, an extra 5,000, 10,000 euro gained on a, a good currency trade can be the difference between pipping another eager buyer to the post. So, you know, this this matters. And um, it's great to hear that there is, I suppose, alternatives to, you know, what people might default to, which is just, you know, Revolut. Um And, and I, I would recommend that people take a look at your website and, what, if people are planning to make contact, we will drop a link into the show notes. Um, but I'm assuming that they can have a call with somebody and, and learn more before they kind of have to progress beyond that.
1: Yeah, so I suppose just just for this podcast, there's a, a special link. So it's uh, currencies direct. so C-U-R-R-E-N-C-I-E-S. I always say that because people think it's currency with a Y. So CurrenciesDirect.com. And if they put forward slash uh, expat taxes, um, say that will come through to the um, Irish team. And as I say, we've got lots of um, ex-bank staff all over the country. So we not only have national but local knowledge. So in, a, in I suppose in addition to the great work that um, you do for your customers, Stephanie, if people need assistance or recommendations on, every, on anything else, um, we're happy to help. Them with that outside of the currency transaction as well,
0: I, I would definitely say that's the case, Alex. Because you are very well connected, and, and you are always um, ripe for a recommendation. I find if somebody needs a, a non-tax, non-currency recommendation, I find you're yeah you're a very well con- connected individual. So we are very um, grateful that you gave us the time today, and I'm sure our listeners will have enjoyed listening to all that. But um, thanks so much for joining us. And yeah, of course, your contact details will be in the show notes. And um, yeah, if anyone has any questions on what we discussed today, as always, they can drop us an email info at expattaxes.ie and we'll catch you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to Tax Bites for Expats. Please do leave a rating or review wherever you listen to your podcast. And as always, remember to take professional tax advice specific to your personal circumstances before acting or refraining from action in connection with the matters dealt with in this series. The material in this podcast is intended to give general guidance only.